Tuesday of the first week of Lent. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, your word abiding, and our footsteps guiding, give us us joy forever, shall desert us never. Who can tell the pleasure, who recount the treasure, by your word imparted to the simple-hearted? Word of mercy, giving succor to the living, word of life supplying comfort to the dying. O oh, that we, discerning its most holy learning, Lord, may love and fear you, evermore be near you. The Lord is just, he will defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt. He thinks, Never shall I falter. Misfortunes shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds. The innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on the watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart, God forgets. He hides his face. He does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart he will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and the oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak one to another, with lying lips, with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength, our lips are our own, who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, 
silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. This is the favorable time. This is the day of salvation. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I am the Lord. Repeat to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I tell you. But Moses protested to the Lord, Since I am a poor speaker, how can it be that Pharaoh will listen to me? The Lord answered him, See, I have made you as God to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall act as your prophet. You shall tell him all that I command. In turn, your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites leave his land. Yet I will make Pharaoh so obstinate that despite the many signs and wonders that I will work in the land of Egypt, he will not listen to you. Therefore, I will lay my hand on Egypt, and by great acts of judgment I will bring the hosts of my people, the Israelites, out of the land of Egypt, so that the Egyptians may learn that I am the Lord, as I stretch out my hand against Egypt and lead the Israelites out of their midst. Moses and Aaron did as the Lord had commanded them. Moses was eighty years old and Aaron eighty-three when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Lord told Moses and Aaron, If Pharaoh demands that you work a sign or wonder, you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, and it will be changed into a snake. Then Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did as the Lord had commanded. Aaron threw his staff down before Pharaoh and his servants, and it was changed into a snake. Pharaoh in turn summoned wise men and sorcerers, and they also, the magicians of Egypt, did likewise by their magic arts. Each one threw down his staff, and it was changed into a snake. But Aaron's staff swallowed their staffs. Pharaoh, however, was obstinate and would not listen to them, just as the Lord had foretold. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh is obdurate in refusing to let the people go. Tomorrow morning, when he sets out for the water, go and present yourself by the river bank, holding in your hand the staff that turned into a serpent. Say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you with the message. Let my people go to worship me in the desert. But as yet you have not listened. The Lord now says, This is how you shall know that I am the Lord. I will strike the water of the river with the staff I hold, and it shall be changed into blood. The fish in the river shall die, and the river itself shall become so polluted that the Egyptians will be unable to drink its water. The Lord then said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your staff, and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt. Their streams and canals and pools, all their supplies of waters, that they may become blood. Throughout the land of Egypt there shall be blood, even in the wooden pails and stone jars. Moses and Aaron did as the Lord had commanded. Aaron raised his staff and struck the waters of the river in full view of Pharaoh and his servants, and all the water of the river was changed into blood. The fish in the river died, and the river itself became so polluted that the Egyptians could not drink its water. 
there was blood throughout the land of Egypt. But the Egyptian magicians did the same by their magic arts. So Pharaoh remained obstinate and would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had foretold. He turned away and went into his house with no concern even for this. All the Egyptians had to dig in the neighborhood of the river for drinking water, since they could not drink the river water. Seven days passed after the Lord had struck the water. The angel poured out the phial into the river, and the waters turned into blood. Then I heard him cry, You are just, O Holy One, and just as the punishment you have decreed. These men have spilled the blood of the saints and the prophets. Then I heard another angel cry from the altar, Lord God Almighty, your judgments are true and just. These men have spilled the blood of the saints and the prophets. A reading from a treatise on the Lord's Prayer by St. Cyprian, Bishop and Martyr. Dear brothers, the commands of the gospel are nothing else than God's lessons, the foundations on which to build up hope, the supports for strengthening faith, the food that nourishes the heart. They are the rudder for keeping us on the right course, the protection that keeps our salvation secure. As they instruct the receptive minds of believers on earth, they lead safely to the kingdom of heaven. God willed that many things should be said by the prophets, his servants, and listened to by his people. How much greater are the things spoken by the Son? These are now witnessed to by the very word of God who spoke through the prophets. The word of God does not now command us to prepare the way of his coming. He comes in person and opens up the way for us and directs us toward it. Before we wandered in the darkness of death aimlessly and blindly. Now we are enlightened by the light of grace and are to keep to the highway of life with the Lord to proceed and direct us. The Lord has given us many counsels and commandments to help us toward salvation. He has even given us a pattern of prayer, instructing us on how we are to pray. He has given us life, and with his accustomed generosity, he also taught us how to pray. He has made it easy for us to be heard as we pray to the Father in the words taught us by the Son. He had already foretold that the hour was coming when true worshippers would worship the Father in spirit and in truth. He fulfilled what he had promised before, so that we who have received the Spirit and the truth through the holiness he has given us may worship in truth and in spirit through the prayer he has taught. What prayer could be more a prayer in the Spirit than the one given us by Christ, by whom the Holy Spirit was sent upon us? What prayer could be more a prayer in the truth than the one spoken by the lips of the Son, who is truth himself? It follows that to pray in any other way than the Son has taught us is not only the result of ignorance, but of sin. He himself has commanded it, and and has said, You reject the command of God to set up your own tradition. So, my brothers, let us pray as God our Master has taught us, to ask the Father in the words his Son has given us, to let him hear the prayer of Christ ringing in his ears, is to make our prayer one of friendship, a family prayer. Let the Father recognize the words of his Son. Let the Son who lives in our hearts be also on our lips. We have him as an advocate for sinners before the Father. When we ask forgiveness for our sins, let us use the words given by our Advocate. He tells us, Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. What more effective prayer could we then make in the name of Christ 
than in the words of his own prayer. Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Whatever you ask the Father in my name I will give you, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Let us pray. Father, look on us, your children. Through the discipline of Lent, help us to grow in our desire for you. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.